think a lot of it is because nobody's kind of like coddling me anymore um, because they see everything that I went through and how I'm still pushing through and it's crazy. It's, it's insane how much your mental health can change every aspect of your life. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Create Strength. Struggle Create Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Now in today's episode, we are going all the way over to Nashville, Tennessee and welcoming on Skylar Steerwalt. Skylar is nothing less than strong. She is so strong. She embraces every past struggle of hers and is pretty badass to say the least her her story is incredible and i didn't know half the things that she'd been through and for her to come on to that come on to the podcast share every last detail of her past and share some really vulnerable parts of herself was amazing and it was <laughs> It was so empowering and to see that I almost gained more confidence from her confidence because she proved even to myself that it's totally okay to just embrace yourself and be who you want to be and I think everyone that listens to this episode will gain so much from, from her and her story and her courage that she has for sharing her story and Today wasn't the first day that she she shared her story, but every time I think that we have anyone on the podcast that's new and shares their story, it's incredible. And it gives everyone a new perspective on their own life and allows them to dig deep within their past and their struggles and some of the struggles that they still encounter. And same for myself. So I hope that everyone does enjoy Skylar's story. And before we do jump into it, though, I have to say a huge thank you to those who are continuing to donate to the podcast. Without you, this wouldn't be possible. It's it's no <laughs> it's inevitable that it costs money, and all of the setup, everything that I have in front of me, and everything that happens behind the scenes does cost money. So those that are helping keeping the stories and the vulnerable conversations going. I thank you so, so much for helping out and for really just helping spread mental health awareness. That's why we're all here. That's why we're listening to this podcast. That's why I'm filming this podcast. That's why we are here doing what we're doing. So I thank you so much for that. Now, enough of me talking, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Struggle Create Strength. Hi, Skylar. How's it going? Hey. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very good. Oh, there you are. I figure out what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. So how are you today? Oh man, I'm, I'm good. I've been busy. <laughs> yeah. What's been the best part of your day so far? Uh, I got to sleep in. That was really nice so far, it. That's it, but <laughs> it's been a crazy week. So yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And I do seriously want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, being willing to come on the podcast, share your story, do all of that. It makes the biggest difference and it it truly does. And you know this very well from the things that you've done and I'm not going to take away from, from all of that right now, but 
it's it's so important to talk about these struggles and to really normalize the topic of mental health, normalize especially the mental health struggles that come with it. And there's so so much that needs to be said and so many conversations that need to be had and to see that you're out in the public and you're advocating mental health on such a high note is amazing. So I truly do want to just say a big thank you for that before anything. Yeah, thank you for having me and doing this. I mean, it's it's crazy uh, being able to connect with people that do it. So I love sharing my story um, as much as anybody else. So mm-hmm. no, absolutely. Yeah, I know. And even just to touch on that a little bit, it is so crazy how we honestly can connect from anywhere. Like right now, you're sitting in a place that is probably one of the higher ups on my bucket list to go to, which is all the way from Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little jealous. And when we first spoke, you even said, you're like, I don't know why people keep saying that, but I, it's for me as somebody who loves, who loves the country scene, I think uh, it's no better place than Nashville for sure. But with all of this being said, I think um, a great way to kind of jump into this episode would be you just kind of explaining who you are and giving us an insight on obviously what brought you into the mental health advocacy world? Yeah, so uh, talking about mental health, um, I am an activist. I wouldn't even call myself an activist. I would say I'm just an advocate. Um, I just like to create a safe space for people that are kind of struggling themselves um, while I kind of go through my journey as well. Um, And I don't think our journey ever stops. So I don't know if I will ever stop. but yeah, I, so I've been through a lot of traumas. It started when I was uh, nine and I lost my brother um, in a car accident and I became extremely depressed and started um, having su- suicidal ideations. Um, and so uh, it became overwhelming and I just was not the same kid anymore. My, my parents saw it, my siblings saw it, everyone saw it. Um, and at the age of 11, uh, for the first time I had like actually tried to commit suicide. Um, and then I was bullied through middle school, bullied through high school, um, and got into a bad relationship right out of high school that turned abusive. Um, and throughout that time, so from 11 to 19, um, I had tried to commit suicide 12 times. Um, and the last time was probably the most eye-opening time. Um, it wasn't the worst, I would say, but it was definitely the most eye-opening. Um, and I think it was just the fact that I was in that time of my life at 19 that, you know, I'm, I'm on my own, but I'm not completely alone. Um, And so I kind of just had this like wake up call of, hey, I've got to like do something for me or I'm just going to end up going down this road continuously for the rest of my life. So, um, yeah, that's I mean, that's a little bit about it. And I started sharing my story about two years ago, back in 2019, and uh, it blew up on TikTok somehow ended up with 50,000 followers. And now I'm just telling people that I love them um, just to make sure that someone tells them that day and telling people I'm proud of them and 
encouraging people to keep going because it's it's a battle and if you don't have anyone on your team um it's definitely easy to just say give up Mm -hmm. absolutely no that's yeah that's amazing (laughs) it truly is and like for me anytime somebody talks about like that aspect of their life and something that intense is like I can't sit here and be like, I'm just so grateful for that because I know how impactful that is for so many people. Like not only myself, like it definitely hits me in a very like crazy way, but I know that it also helps so many others and it helps people see that they truly are not alone. And that's obviously the whole message of all of this and why, why we really do advocate mental health and why we become these public figures, if you will, and are really trying to spread a message and use our voice, use our story to make a difference is because we obviously don't want people to go through the same things that we've encountered. And that like, that's amazing. When kind of, I, I was thinking about this before I came onto the, onto this episode. And I was thinking of a question that I wanted to ask you. And I think it ties in so well with all of this. And that's that very first time that you shared your story and you shared a little kind of a little piece about yourself, how, what would like run me through that sort of feeling and that like even the before, cause I know the before is always a bit hectic and crazy. And then, but also like the after, like explain that experience of that very first time you kind of shared, shared your story on a public platform. Yeah. So um, the funny thing is, is my first time sharing my story on a public platform was my first time sharing my story and like pretty much at all. Um, A lot of my family didn't realize it was so many times um, because I either wasn't with them or um, it was, you know, I just hoped that the next day I wouldn't wake up um, and they would just find me kind of thing. Um, So they didn't really know that it had been so many times. Um, and so I never really told anybody. I just kind of kept that side to myself. And then, um, I had a friend ask me if you could tell somebody, you know, one thing in your life that changed your life forever, what would it be? And I was like, dude, I don't know. Like, and I thought about it for, I want to say about a week. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. Like, I just have to, I have to figure that out. And, um, I was like, I'm just going to share my story and see what I can find out of this. And I actually ended up on a a video throughout that week that I was kind of contemplating. Um, I ended up on a video of a guy on TikTok, uh, JT Laybourne, and he was just basically, he's all about making people smile and spreading positivity. Um, And he had a song and it was, this is my fight song. Um, And I think everybody knows that song at this point, but um, that song, just like when I listened to it for the first time, it hit me so different. And I was like, all right, it's time to fight back um, against my demons. And so I, you can like watch the video and like, I'm shaking so bad, like pointing at the things I'm like shaking so bad. Um, It's pretty funny. Like people pointed it out. Um, But, you know, watching it, you know, blow up was insane. I had like people that I had looked up to just like different TikTok creators um, that I looked up to, like commenting on it, following me. um, And like the best, 
the craziest thing about it was that one of the my favorite actresses from high school musical she played the girl um there's a girl in there that like plays a violin during like one of the cafeteria songs um she commented on it and that was the moment of like wow like okay so this is like making it to like people that I would have never been able to touch before it was like well you know if I can reach this person that's like semi-famous can I reach somebody that's not semi-famous that kind of feels the same way um that I felt for so long um and so it was kind of that point um when I knew that I had to get help for myself and I had to change things for myself and I had to fight back um but also realizing that by doing so I would impact other people's lives and ever since then my life has just been crazy like I've had people reach out to me they're like you're an inspiration you've helped me so much you're amazing and I just like I'm just me like I don't know (laughs) you know so it's uh it's overwhelming. It's crazy. Um, it was, it was definitely a ride, but, um, I enjoyed it and it's helped me grow mentally as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm extremely blessed to be able to do it. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> like that's what it's all about. And that's what I, even like every single person that I talk to and cause I have had people that are like, Oh yeah, I want to share my story, but in the future at some point, and I'm obviously, I'm always like, yeah, of course, like take your time. It's, this is your time. Like, this is where you share the most vulnerable part about yourself, like essentially. And that takes a lot of courage and it, it takes a lot to stand up and share your story and be confident in that. And it's like, it's so hard for people to understand that haven't been through these sorts of struggles or they haven't encountered um, different I don't, I don't want to degrade anyone. So I'll just say like anybody who's encountered some form of struggle and it's, it's really difficult for these people to actually like step up and share their story and share this part about themselves. But what, what they need to understand is that the aftermath is always far greater than that initial panic freak out sort of anxiety attack like it happens and it happened with me. I'm sure it happened with you. And like you said, you're shaking. And it's, I think that the, the power that you gain and the confidence even that you gain afterwards and after you shared your story and the relief and the release of all of this stuff that was hanging over you and weighing you down almost, once all of that is gone, it is it's almost like pure bliss and you just get to sit back and you get to finally feel like yourself. Cause I think that's one of the biggest things with everyone that has these struggles and has been through so much. We always try to keep it deep within and we never want to show people that side of ourselves. So as soon as you show them that side, then you're open and you can say whatever you want and be whoever you are. And that's, I think that's where all this beauty comes from it is that you seriously can be exactly who you are and your past is just a part of who you are. And it's pushed you into the person that you are today, which is amazing. And for me to sit here and to be on this call with you, it, it wouldn't have happened if you didn't step up and share your story on TikTok. And if you didn't jump into that um, I forget the, what's the app, what's the app called? Clubhouse. 
yeah clubhouse if you didn't jump into that um into that room on clubhouse then i wouldn't have like Braden wouldn't have sent you to me and it was just so many things that happen but it all starts by you sharing your story and it all starts by you literally stepping in and standing up for who you exactly are and that's it's amazing I yeah I love that um I do want to ask you though so because you said like when you were um obviously like you were super young when all of your mental health struggles began and after you lost your brother and it's like for a lot of people they won't understand because when you're 10 11 12 you're typically like your biggest worry in the world is what you're who you're going to play with at recess um like essentially but for you there is so many other struggles that were obviously going on and you've been through a lot kind of explain a little bit of that as well and how how different and how hard that must have been to be going through that stuff at such a young age yeah okay so this is one thing that I'm kind of still um trying to kind of understand you know me and my me and my brother were best friends uh I have five siblings in total and me and my brother were like the closest out of everybody um and anybody in my family can tell you that um they will tell you that they don't hide it they don't try to like compete for who's who had a better relationship everybody knew I was just, we were best friends. Um, and so it was, it was hard to, you know, nobody really ever said he's dead, but everybody always said like, he's gone or he's, um, not coming home. And that was always just like, so, um, dancing around the topic. And I think that that's kind of part of what set me up for failure in a sense, because, um, I wasn't dumb. I, you know, I was nine, but I wasn't dumb. Um, and so I knew what it meant, but nobody wanted to say it. And I felt like everybody was trying to protect me. Um, but in time, like in them trying to protect me, it became, they were really just hurting me more. Um, and it, it was hard, you know, had it only been me and my brother, um, you know, as kids, then, it would have been a lot different, a lot easier. My parents could have put a lot more focus, but my parents had six kids. Um, so they had five other kids to worry about um, with me included in that five kids, but also my sister had already had my niece. So my parents have, you know, five siblings and a granddaughter and all this, plus all of their family um, that my aunts and uncles that were all kind of going through it as well. Um, and so everybody, and I, actually just kind of went through this with my uh, mental health coach because I didn't realize how much all of it related. Um, but I kind of realized that a lot of the things that I feel about relationships and how I feel abandoned and why I kind of keep myself distance from making friends and um, all of that is because, you know, my, after my brother died, my family pretty much like the majority of my extended family just kind of like shut us out. Um, and so they, you know, I'm in this place of hurt, I'm hurting, like I've, I've just lost my brother. And then all of my aunts and uncles kind of just disappear. And then not long after that, my brother, uh, my only other brother, and then my sister, one of them um, left the house. And so I kind of, I kind of went from, from like the age of 
eight, I was kind of this happy, bubbly kid with all this family and all these people that I love to be around to when I was 10, I had like five people in my corner. And that was my mom, my dad, two of my sisters and my niece. Um, and that was pretty much all I had in my corner at that point. Um, and that's hard, you know, you see going to school and all that at nine years old, you see all your friends doing all these things and like all your classmates, they're all playing on the playground together. And I was always just that kid after that point of my brother passing away. Um, I was just that kid that sat on, you know, the concrete and just like drew with the chalk or wrote in a journal or read a book or whatever I was doing, but I never wanted to interact. And a lot of that is that I was so afraid of just getting close to people. Um, And that still affects me to this day. So um, I don't think people realize that these traumas that happen at a young age, whether you can relate them to that, like the things that you go through later on in life, whether you can relate it to that or not, um, they do kind of affect who you become. Um, And so I think it's extremely important to focus on the younger generation as they go through some of the traumas that they're going through, especially with all the craziness in the world today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, well, first off, like, that's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, But I, I, I totally agree with you. And this is a definitely a topic that I'm it gets me a little worked up because I'm so passionate about it. And it is that the fact that we do have to really, I think, especially within our school systems, like we got to start implementing something um, that is mental health. Like we, you always hear all the talk about sex ed and there's sex ed and it starts at a young age and they, they're teaching you all these tools and that's, that's awesome. I think that's very important and it teaches you a lot of good life lessons, but at the same time, where's our mental health education. And it's, it's not talking about all these very, like all these dark topics or anything like that, or all the illnesses that come within mental health. It's just talking about how to actually take care of yourself, how to deal with certain situations, how to help yourself, how to acknowledge if something is like hurting you or if something's benefiting you. And there's so many things that we can do from a very, like it should be implemented right from the second you step into school, because if we can learn how to deal with all these things and then moving up the ladder and through the grades and it's an actual course, then once say after high school, when the real world starts, then that's when like, you'll have all of these tools that you've picked up along the way. And you can actually like, you can figure it out and, or like, at least, you know, where to go, or, you know, what help to get, or, you know, that you're not weak or you're not looked down upon because you're seeking help of some form. And it's, Like there's so many things and it just, it mind boggles me that we don't already have that and that it hasn't been implemented into the school system. Like we, we talk about how important, like if you go and you talk to anybody in the education system, they'll say how important mental health is, but then there's, there's nothing for it, which is, it's, it makes no sense. It really doesn't. And it like, that's why I get so passionate, almost frustrated about it is because it's like common sense, but 
for some reason, we just don't do anything about it. And it's super simple. Like it's, it's very easy to move some things around and push some things into some, into some subjects, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. I, and it's really frustrating. It really is because exactly that, like, I guarantee you, if there was something in the school system, when you were going through these heart, like these traumatic experiences, when you were going through those things in like when at a very young age, if you knew what steps to take, or you knew that you could go to somebody and talk to somebody, it might've gotten better. It might, they might've helped you out in some way. I guarantee you something would have, something would have at least helped or you, at least you would have tried, you know? And that's the thing is allowing our, allowing our younger generation to, have kind of what we don't have and it's the same as how parents always say I want my kids to have what I didn't have and it's it's like that's something that like we got to take it to a deeper route it doesn't have to be all about money and all about all these materialistic things like it can be about resources and mental health resources especially right and now like nowadays with COVID and with how this world has gone like I see it firsthand even with my brother like he he's only 12 and he doesn't get to connect face to face with big groups of people all the time because you can't, you can't go unless you have a mask on. But even then it's like, we love to read facial expressions. And if you can't see a smile, then how are you expected to smile back? You know, it, there's, there's so many different things and it's so frustrating. And that's why I like, I just, I think that's so smart of you to say about implementing this into the younger generation. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely giving them an outlet for sure. Um, and I think that it's, it's important to like kind of break the stigma a lot um, whenever it comes to that, because I don't think that it's that schools don't want this in their um, schools. I don't think it's that. I think it's that they're afraid that if some of the topics get brought up and some of the things are talked about, um, it's going to lead to more of those mental health and even, you know, younger suicides. Um, um, and I think it's important for people like us um, who are willing to talk and willing to share to not always turn to our traumas, you know, and start mm -hmm. just keeping the positive uplift of it because um, nobody's going to hear us out if all we're talking about is all these bad things that we have, like we've been through. Um, mm -hmm. And we have to, if we want to get inside the schools and we want to make an actual difference, it's important just to like have ways to um, connect with those kids without trying to explain that, you know, hey, I went through all of this and they don't understand. So um, yeah, I think schools are just afraid, but you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. Like, just brings the people in and let there be some positivity, but also an outlet if they want to talk or are having a bad day. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also extremely important for teachers and principals and anybody that's working in the school to recognize what depression, anxiety, bipolar, any of these mental health disorders, um, what they look like uh, and how they can be different in so many people. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it's important that we get more people that can understand that and maybe even train our, our teachers and school staff to look for those things. Cause yeah. 
my experience would a lot have been a lot different and so would a lot of my friends so mm-hmm. no absolutely yeah I, t- I totally agree with you um a question like even just coming back to your own story I like I can obviously I could make assumptions on this answer but why why do you feel that it took you so long to actually share your story and it's basically full length and and it's an entirety um why do you think it took you so so long to actually reach that point um well it's a lot of different reasons um so i you know i didn't start sharing my story until 2019 so i was 22 23 something like that um this was only three years ago and i don't even know how old i am apparently but um yeah like i was only out of my last trauma i mean my last trauma happened when i was 19 um and even had one at 20 as well so you know this is only three years after and it takes people sometimes 15 20 years to open up after their um last trauma but my it was very difficult to um kind of do that but i I don't, I don't know why it took me three years, you know, I don't know why I didn't just stand up one day and just be like, no, here you go. Um, Other than the fact that I was just scared, I was scared of how the world would view me. I was scared of how my family would react. I was scared of how my friends would react. Um, And I was just scared that, you know, uh, people would judge me and think that I'm just, you know, this Debbie Downer and they don't want to be friends with me. And um, things like that. Um, and so that was one of the beauties of posting it on TikTok is like, I had like 20 followers at the time. And it was like, hey, 20 people might see this, they may not even see it, because it might get lost in their feed. But mm-hmm. um, only 20 people could see this, whatever, and then kind of just ignoring it and not really worrying about what happened. And then waking up the next day to like 17,000 views. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, so that was kind of like, I kind of got lucky of, I wouldn't even call it lucky. It was just, it was um, empowering really to like wake up and see all these like notifications of just people that were on my side for once and nobody was judging me. So that's when the, you know, I was just completely, it sucked me in. I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to make this bigger than it already is. So mm-hmm excuse me yeah no that's 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 awesome and I agree with you so much about how TikTok has I think for quite a few people actually I've seen it become a great outlet because what they've acknowledged is that it's not always like on Instagram and other social media platforms, it's typically like your friends, right? And it's all these people that are in your circle all the time. And that can be even more terrifying. Whereas TikTok, you know that it can reach a totally different audience of people. And your friends might never see something like that. And it can just be a great introduction into that, like into the world by sharing your story. And it doesn't have to have all this pressure from all these, oh, what is this person going to think? What's that person going to think? And I think that's why it is so great. And even like you said, I like I can't imagine that feeling of when you did wake up and it's like, oh my gosh. And then probably all the messages of support and all the comments and everything. It's like, 
like I can, I mean, I can only imagine, but I, I feel like it's, it's such a, a euphoric, a euphoric feeling almost where you just, you can't put words into it. And even for like, again, I think going through those struggles and cause you know, the pain, like, you know, what it all felt like and you like exactly like you went through it you were there you experienced it so to see positives come out of it I'm sure it was again just a total different feeling of like again like euphoria right like just something like that yeah no it was definitely crazy um just complete strangers like commenting like I'm proud of you and I'm like I don't even know what's happening. I don't even know what I'm doing. I literally just posted this because I felt like I had something to say. And they're just like, no, keep sharing your story. And I'm like, okay. Like, um, so yeah, no, it, I I'm still can't even, it's been two years almost. And I'm, mm-hmm. I can't even put it into words how I felt that day. It was so weird. Um, part of me was uncomfortable, but, uh, that's cause I'm not usually the one to be in front of a camera, but, um, yeah, it's crazy. And it it's open. What's even more crazy to me is that it's opened the door for me and my family to have these conversations. Um, my sister started recognizing some things in her relationship that she, she ended a couple years ago. Um, she started realizing things right after that um, of her mental health um, and how she was dealing with things and some of the things that she had to go through. And then um, me and my parents were able to have more conversation about what I went through exactly. And, um, they didn't know the extent of some of it that I did go through after at school or even after high school. Um, and so it opened up the door to these conversations and it's so crazy to me because it's like, as I grow, like my entire family is growing. We're not, we've never been the people to talk about our feelings ever. Um, None of my family ever has, but now it's like, you know, all of us can be like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you there because you're kind of upsetting me and I'm just going to leave it. And it's just funny. And none nobody's scared to like, say, I love you or I miss you. Like, it's just, it's insane how much my family has grown with me as I grow. And um, I think a lot of it is because nobody's kind of like, coddling me anymore um because they see everything that I went through and how I'm still pushing through and it's crazy it's it's insane how much your mental health can change every aspect of your life <laughs> yeah I think that that's that's awesome and I mean I've even seen that within my own life as well to some extent which is crazy and again I'm just I relate to, oh my gosh I relate to that so much because even when I was going through like all my stuff, I would never, ever, like I was the last person to talk to my parents about anything. And even my, like my friends kind of, um, but my, my parents, especially like never. And then after I came out with my stuff and then especially after creating this platform, it's just, everything is free reign. It's whatever you want to say, whatever you want to talk about. It's hundred percent. Like just, just go off on it. And even like you said, they, the people around you, once they see, once they actually see inside of the struggles that you went through and all the things that you went through and see where you're at, 
like I'm sure your parents and your family members when they heard or when they saw you post about all the things that you went through and then saw where you were like I guarantee you they were like wow this is probably the strongest person I've ever seen in my life and that's because that's it's true and like there's such such strength that is had in that and I think that's that's the beauty of it is that like you're just you're constantly constantly growing especially with like sharing your story and publicly speaking about it all the time just creates I think it just creates so much confidence especially like have you noticed a big change in your like confidence on a day-to-day yeah (laughs) (laughs) 100 percent I'm I'm I will say whatever I want to say whatever is on my mind whenever I want and if people don't like it then they can you know feel free to not talk to me but um, I've always been the kind of person that dances around things um I won't go out like strangers but now it's like I can walk up to somebody and be like hey I like your hair like what are we doing today you know like how are you guys doing and have this full-on conversation with like a stranger that I've never seen before in my entire life um so it's super yeah huge changes in confidence for sure <laughs> yeah that's so awesome I love that yeah it's and that's why always that's one thing and one reason why I always try to encourage people to share their story is because that's what it does it just it makes you feel confident in who you actually are and who you truly are and it also even like you said I think it it allows you to gain more self-respect and really acknowledge what like what you're worth like what your worth is essentially and like even like you said if somebody doesn't like something basically give them the two middle fingers and say hey this is me and and I'm not going to deal with this sort of stuff right like I want to I want to be exactly who I am if you don't like it then you don't have to be a part of it and there's there's so much power in that and I think that's what like I think from all the people that I've spoken to that have shared their stories and started speaking about mental health so much, they all say that like, there's, you don't have to surround yourself with people that bring you negativity. Like you don't have to do that. And there's so many people that do do that because it's what's normal and comfortable, or that's what they've always done. And once you kind of step up for yourself and be very confident in yourself and your abilities and capabilities, I think that's when you really realize what your worth is and you don't put up with any of the bullshit to say the least like there's there's nothing that you're gonna put up with anymore because you know how strong you are and you've seen how much you can grow and having somebody else drag you down is just not worth it whatsoever well yeah and I think too definitely on that but I I think too what a lot of people don't realize is that um, what I have found throughout sharing my story is that I've become this person that like someone will ask me, well, tell me about you. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to know? And they're like, everything. And I'm like, all right, well, let's start back when I was nine years old, you know, and I'll tell the whole story and they'll just be like, oh, wow. Um, And then they'll be like, oh, I've never talked about this before, but like, I went through this and this and this as a kid. And like, it really, like, I was so depressed for so, and I'm like, they start sharing their story with me. Um, and I never would have known that they had those stories because they were afraid to speak up. Um, and so I think in sharing your story, it's super important to kind of understand that you don't know who you're talking to. 
and you don't know if they're hiding like you used to hide. Um, and so it's important to just kind of like get it out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a journey that takes time and you will have to say your story um, several times. And, you know, even right now, something I'm working on is boundaries with mm -hmm. friends, family, relationships, everything. Um, boundaries are hard. Um, and so I've kind of, the, the first few times was scary. I would say the first like eight to 10 times was really scary setting those boundaries and be like, I'm not okay with this, or I don't like the way you're talking to me. Um, any of those things, it was super scary. Um, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And every time you do it, you get a little bit more of that confidence. And it's so crazy how fast, like I went from being like a, oh, you know, yeah, you can tell me, like, it makes me super uncomfortable. I'm like telling myself in my head, like, I wish this dude would shut up, like, stop talking. <laughs> like, I don't want this to, like, this is so uncomfortable. And then um, now where if like they bring up something I don't like, I'm like, I'm just going to stop you right there and tell you to kindly like F off, dude. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's crazy because that, that all happened within like a month because I just like kept working at it. Um, and so you can make a huge difference just by like sharing and speaking for yourself. And I don't think people realize how impactful that is um, in their own personal self. So, Yeah. No, definitely. I, I love that. I love that so much. And it's so true. Like you have to, like you said, you have to set those boundaries and it does, it gives you an insane amount of confidence. I know that I've definitely started doing that in my own life. And I just kind of, you realize that what's the sense in struggling through something when you could easily just nip it like that. And why not address something the second it comes up rather than letting it fester in your mind for days or hours or years, like whatever it is, like there's no sense in doing that when you could easily just address it right away. And that was one of the things that I've actually, I've done so much. And even like, especially with all the people that are in my close circles, that's where I've noticed my biggest changes is as soon as you address something, and you, you basically say, this is not okay. This is, I don't like this, or I don't like how you do this all the time. I don't like how you make me feel after I say this, then it's so easy just to nip it. And as soon as you talk about it, it, it fixes. And, and then, it, like you said, you gain that confidence and then you do it more and more and more and it becomes repetitive to the point where you don't even have to think about it anymore. You just be exactly who you are and you say exactly what you want to say and you walk around with nothing but confidence. Yeah, I'm never apologizing. Um, I think the more I find people with mental health, the more I find that they apologize way too much. Like we all apologize way too much and we need to stop apologizing and just like, you know, it is what it is. We are who we are. And we, if, you know, we don't, if you don't want to be around that, then peace out, you know, you don't have to be mm -hmm. a part of our life. Um, just like, I don't have to be a part of yours. Um, and so it's important to, to realize that you are allowed to cut people out of your life and you don't have to feel bad for it. Um, because there are people out there that will walk away from you. And that's just how life goes. Not everybody is compatible. Um, and so uh, that's been one thing that's really um, 
been eye-opening to me throughout this journey. So it's, it's crazy how easy you can let people walk in and out of your life and just, you know, be what it is. Not everyone's meant to be in your life and not everyone's meant to be in huge impact and you can't impact everybody's life. You know, there's people Mm -hmm. out there that don't want it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, what would be kind of, what would be your biggest tip of advice that you would ever give somebody that's ever struggling with mental health or is going through any struggle in general, basically? Um, yeah, so this is a question I get a lot. Um, and it's always so hard. Um, the, I just, the number one thing, and it sounds so cliche is just keep pushing forward. Um, you know, there's, there's an old quote that I've found like back in high school is like, don't look in the rear view mirror or don't look behind you. You're not going that way. Um, and so let go of the past. You know, the past is the past. Yesterday was yesterday. You can't do anything about it. It's over. It's done. Um, start thinking about what, you know, it's, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, what can I do at 10.01 to make 10.15, you know, mm-hmm. good. Um, and I start, I kind of start living by that. And I just tell people all the time, just keep pushing forward. Stop worrying about what happened two minutes ago or five years ago and start thinking about what you can do within the next 20 minutes to make a difference for tomorrow and the rest of your future. Um, mm-hmm. And whether that's like taking a shower or drinking a bottle of water or, you know, I don't know, making a TikTok, <laughs> um, you know, whatever it may be, um, do it because that's mm-hmm. going to make, you know, things in the future better and just keep trying, just keep pushing forward, worry about what's next and not what happened five seconds ago. I love that. That's, that's incredible. Um, do you also have a quote or a saying of some sort that's impacted, shaped something, done something in your life? Um, I have, so I have two and they're both, they're both song lyrics from an artist. It's the same artist, two different songs. (laughs) Um, and both of them are going to end up as tattoos on my body at some point here (laughs) soon. Um, and the first one is every storm runs out of rain. Um, and so it's, you know, at the end of the storm, there's a rainbow, um, usually, um, and every storm does end you know it's not raining all the time it's been raining for like a week and now it's sunny outside you know um every storm does run out of rain um the clouds can't hold all the rain it's just one of those things so you know you're going through this storm um and just keep going because your sunny day is coming you know um so that's one thing that has stuck with me for years um and then one that i recently um hooked on to majorly with um him it's gary allen um his song uh his artist uh his song it's called life ain't always beautiful and the the line says it's life life ain't always beautiful but it's a beautiful ride um and that's just something that's become near and dear to my heart because man the ride from nine years old to 25 has been wild and crazy Um, and it has not been easy at all, but it has been amazing considering where I was to where I am now. And I would consider that my beautiful ride. So that is, that's, that's a spectacular saying for sure. Like both, both of those are amazing. And I, 
I agree 100% obviously with both. And even in, like, again, I keep going back to my, my own story, but I think it just, it kind of speaks to how, how much I relate to you and your story and how impactful it truly is because like we're sitting here and you're telling me your story and you're talking about your past struggles and some of the things that you've gone through and the ways that you've overcome those struggles. And I can't help but constantly reflect on my own story. And that's like, that's very powerful in my eyes. And it's like, that's why I thank you so much for, for being on and stuff is because like, not only are you helping me reflect back on my own story, but you're also going to be helping so many others. But um, one of the things I think, especially is that that last one and life is a beautiful ride. And that was one that I, that took me a really long time to actually think about and to acknowledge, especially, and to realize because I was for the longest time, I just, I thought, this life sucks. This is when's the next one gonna, when's the next one coming? Like that was my thought. I was like, hopefully, hopefully I'll have a better next life. Like that's what I was always thinking when in reality, like this life is amazing and it's beautiful and it sucks that it has to come to an end at some point. And that's, that's the worst part, but it is, like this journey is amazing. And even going back a little bit to where you said, like, why not take, if it's 10 o'clock now, why not realize that 1015 is going to be great and make sure that 1015 is great and make sure that 1030 and 11 and so forth is great because you have the power and the ability to actually do that. And rather than just dwelling on everything that's happened or everything that is happening, why not just make it great? Why not make it exactly what you want it to be? Set yourself up. Like you're the one that's in charge and think it's, it's so simple, but we always overcomplicate things. And that's, that's today's society for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I totally agree with that. And I think it's hard whenever you're in those low points to really like realize that you are in control and you make the rules. Um, but, you know, you, when you're going through these bad things, it just, it is what it is. You know, you're, they're bad things, but like, you can't change them. They've already happened. They're already done, you know, but what can you do to make sure that you don't um, either one, if it's your fault, you repeat them. And sometimes it is our fault. We do have to own up to our actions. Sometimes we do mess up, you know? Um, and so if it's your fault, like, what are you going to do to fix it next time? Or um, if it wasn't your fault, what can you do to ensure that you won't put yourself in that position again? Um, and there's many other things too, but um, just making sure that you can still have a good day after having a bad week. Um, mm -hmm. And I've learned to, it's really important to um, realize that one good day out of a week is still a good day. Um, it doesn't matter. That's like, well, you know, the past 10 days have been shit but today is kind of good, I guess. No, like today's great. Like nothing, nothing feels bad today. Everything feels good. I'm in a good mood. I'm jamming out to some music and today's good. I'm just going to soak up today um, because the last 10 days were the last 10 days. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's hard to realize that in those moments, but you know, just because you had a bad week doesn't mean that whenever you get to that good day, you're like, hey, it feels like it's going to be a good day. You don't have to make it a bad day just because that's the pattern of the week. 
Um, mm -hmm. But also I wanted to go back to what you were saying about sharing your story. I think a lot of the times um, how we, you know, if you say something and I'm like, oh yeah, and, and then here's how it relates to my story. Um, society kind of teaches us that like that's selfish. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't believe it's selfish. It's selfless, you know, because by me saying the things that I want to say and you being like, hey, I can relate to that because here's my story, you know, the part of my story that that relates to um, and that I resonate with you, that makes in turn like me feel like I'm not alone. So no, you don't understand exactly what I've gone through. I don't understand exactly what you've gone through. Um, but by being able to kind of go back to what we feel is like self selfish or whatever people want to call it, um, <laughs> I think that that actually is probably the most powerful thing when we're talking about mental health um, mm -hmm. because it, it gives us a sense of community. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Um, before we do kind of wrap it up, I just want to ask where could people reach out to you? Where could they see some of the, some of the things that you're actually posting and even hear your story in different depths and different ways? And where's the best way to kind of find you? Um, Instagram and TikTok. Um, those are the best too. It's just Skylar Steerwalt. As Skylar Steerwalt, everything is the same. Um, you know, I've got all, all my social media is the same. So Facebook, um, I have a Facebook page with my business. They, uh, my Instagram is my business. My TikTok is my name. Like it's all, it's all my name. Cause it's all me. And that's just, mm -hmm. I'm going to own the fact that I'm a business owner, but I'm also going to own the fact that I have my struggles. Um, so TikTok and Instagram are my big ones for my mental health stuff. Cause it's just the easiest to communicate. Um, and then I also have a website that I've had people go on my website and fill out like the communication forum to like try and talk to me. Um, and I reach out to those as well. So anywhere you can find me, my name's the same everywhere. It's pretty easy. <laughs> Love that. That's, uh, that's so awesome. And seriously, I do want to just say a massive thank you for coming on the podcast today. And it's always nice just to connect with new people and have new people come on and share their stories. And like, again, like you said, like anybody who shares their story, it's, it's definitely, it's a different perspective from every single person's story because no two people are the same. And that's, that's the reality of it. And so you to come on, you to share your story and obviously allow us to understand what you've gone through, but also seeing where you are now is amazing. And there's so much power in that. And Again, I, I just commend you for coming onto this podcast. And I know that this, this episode will inspire a lot of people and it will impact a lot of people in a very positive way. So again, like a huge, huge thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I mean, I love what you're doing too. So um, let's change the world together. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And I know for if I will... If you're still there, I will guarantee you at some point I will be in Nashville because that, like I said, that is on my bucket list and I'll be there. So maybe we'll have to set up some form of a mental health thing in Nashville at some point. Oh yeah, for sure. I got plenty of people I can bring on board. So let's do it. Perfect. I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. That's a, sounds like a concrete plan to me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And I will definitely, we'll keep in contact and we'll talk very soon. All right. Awesome.
Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. I hope everyone enjoyed Skylar's story and I highly encourage you to reach out to her and have some form of conversation with her. Now, if you want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast, you're more than welcome to at Struggle Create Strength on both Instagram and Facebook, or you can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatestrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Instagram as well. Now, I do have to say a big thank you to those who continue to share the podcast episodes and posts on your social media while tagging Struggle Create Strength as it helps everything. It helps put the podcast out. It helps put the posts out. It helps puts the put. It helps put the name out, and it ultimately helps spread the fact that everyone has a story, and that means the world to me because people are getting the help that they need because of this and because of you sharing it. So it's something that's so simple, but it truly does mean the world to me. And also a huge thank you to those who are donating to the podcast as it keeps it going. It keeps it alive. It wouldn't be possible without you. So I thank you for that. And it means the world to me. It does. There's so much stuff that happens behind the scenes with the whole setup and everything that everything that has to happen in order to make this possible. So thank you so much to those who are donating. Now, I just want to say thank you. And thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I can really say. But I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I hope you enjoyed Skylar's Skylar's podcast. And once again, reach out to her, have some form of conversation. She's an amazing person to talk to. And just remember that everyone has a story.